morning. I am so very grateful to be here this morning. If you don't mind, I will take this off for just a moment. My name is uh, Nakaya DeCluet, and I am a proud black woman, a proud queer black woman. I'm elated to have this uh, wonderful opportunity to briefly discuss Juneteenth on the actual holiday, uh, but also while we're actively celebrating LGBTQ plus pride. Did you know that Gay Pride began as a protest by a black trans woman, Marsha P. Marsha P. Johnson. Um, she was fighting against police brutality. Uh, she was an activist, self-identified drag queen, performer, and survivor. While these are two distinctly different holidays, Juneteenth and Pride, their basis is one and the same. Recognition of the struggle, the continuous fight for equality, the celebration for how far we've come, and the hope beyond hope that we might just be looked upon as equals. The month of June is all about equality. It's about basic civil rights. It's about human rights. We are not abnormal. We are not to be feared. We are not lesser than. We are beautiful. We are powerful. We are light, as of as are all of you. So what exactly is Juneteenth? In short, June 19th, or shortened for Juneteenth, is an annual commemoration of the end of slavery in the United States post-Civil War. And it's been celebrated by African Americans since the late 1800s. On September 8, 22, 1862, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which declared that as of January 1st, 1863, all enslaved people um, in Confederate states were henceforth and forevermore free. As you can imagine, that didn't exactly go well in Confederate-controlled states at the time. States like Texas, which became a safe haven for those who staunchly supported slavery. It wasn't until the 19th of June, June 19th, or June, Juneteenth as we say, 1865 on the hills of the Civil War, nearly nine decades after our nation's founding and more than two years after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, it was only then that enslaved Americans finally received word by the arrival of Union soldiers that they were indeed free of bondage. And so was born the celebration of Juneteenth, also called Emancipation Day, Freedom Day, Jubilee, and Black Independence Day celebrated in togetherness all around uh, black communities with singing, dancing, picnics, and church services, even rodeos, contests, and parades in some states. Juneteenth marks our country's second Independence Day, long celebrated in the African-American community. This monumental event has largely been unknown to most Americans. So the Juneteenth flag. Um, it symbolizes freedom for black and American, I'm sorry, black and African Americans. The official Juneteenth flag wasn't actually created until 1997 by activist Ben Haith and then adopted in 2007 by the National Juneteenth Celebration Foundation. It includes the very familiar colors, red, white, and blue. And you'll see on the slide the, re the meaning behind each of the flag colors. But many black people continue to celebrate Juneteenth with the black liberation flag or some version thereof 
which was developed with the support of Marcus Garvey in the 1920s. Its bold colors of red, black, and green are synonymous with the African diaspora. It is actually not uncommon to see some combination of these two flags throughout the, the celebration. Today, Juneteenth commemorates African-American liberation and also emphasizes education and achievement. It's a day, a week, and in some areas, a month set aside for reflection and rejoicing. Its growing popularity signifies a level of maturity and dignity in America long overdue. In cities across the country, people of all races, nationalities, and religions are joining hands to truthfully acknowledge the sordid history that shaped and continues to influence our society today. There is no coincidence that most impacted by systemic disparities in civil rights equality are those of black and brown bodies. And that's not to discredit those of our brethren and in, in indigenous and other people of color. While it is important to celebrate, it is equally important to affirm. Truth is truth. Pride Month, it wouldn't exist in the way that we know it if Juneteenth had not happened. They both represent hard-fought battles for equality, and yet there's still so much work left to be done. So how do we move from here? We can all become more sensitized to the conditions and experiences of others. Only then can we make significant and lasting improvements in our society. So let's vow to make Juneteenth a commemorative, not of the horrific institution our country embraced, but rather as a showcase of the strength of the American spirit to recognize wrong and set about making it right. I humbly thank you uh, for the opportunity to share with you. This was incredibly compressed, but I'd like to leave you with two things. As black history, although integral, uh, black history is American history, um, it's not widely taught in totality in our school systems. So I invite you to search, among many other things, Netflix. There is this um, show on Netflix, it's called Who We Are, A Chronicle of Racism in America. Um, also, if you search in your phones, you just put Juneteenth in Google, um, it's beautiful uh, celebration that comes on the screen. And in closing, I offer a snippet of the Negro National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Please feel free to join in with me if you like. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> I want to apologize in advance. I got locked out of my house this morning, so I'm a little more casual than I had planned to be. And also, my phone with my speech on it was in the house. So if I am scattered, I apologize. <laughs> 
My name is Luke Eigelbach. My pronouns are he, him. You might know me from my work at JJAB or the Teen Center around town. Um, Tina asked me to talk today about what pride means to me. And when I first started thinking about it, I first went to my own experiences as a trans queer man. Um, as somebody who didn't come out until I was 29, has only been out for two years, pride means a lot to me. Um, being able to be on the pride board, being able to plan and celebrate has definitely brought me a lot of uh, affirmation in who I am. The more I began to think about it though, the more I realized that my own personal reasons for loving pride aren't the biggest reasons why I love it and what it means to me. See, I grew up in a very loving, beautiful home in Kentucky. Um, my three siblings and I, a couple of whom are here, were raised by two parents who made it very clear that no matter what, they loved us above everything. And I was raised in the Christian church and all of the dogma that comes with it. So while I knew at home that I was safe, I spent a lot of my time in places that told me that being queer was to go against God and to question the gender roles that we were given was sinful. Those things stayed with me and put me in a box that took a really long time to get out of. My other queer friends and I, who somehow found each other before we even knew we were queer, because that's how it always happens, um, we felt wrong, and we couldn't always tell why. We knew that we were different from our peers, we knew that we were different from our parents, but we didn't have the words or the examples to know why. We knew what we weren't, but we didn't know what we were. When we looked to TV, when we looked to the news, we saw, at best, storylines about trans characters being murdered, queer love stories that ended in tragedy. We never knew people who were out. I'm sure we knew queer people, but they weren't out to us. We didn't have examples of what our lives could look like beyond the Christian, straight, cis lives around us. And so sitting in church every Sunday and every Wednesday, I built myself into a box. I told myself to marshal my thoughts, to not be sinful, to do everything I could to be the person I was expected to be. And that was hard. And it took a long time for me to get out of that. I look to my friends who I know now are queer, who have come out to me since then, and we all have a lot of the same experiences in common. And unfortunately, those experiences are of not wanting to be alive, of feeling wrong, of feeling like we didn't belong. So the reason that pride is important to me and what pride means to me is what it means to me myself as a, as a trans man, but the most important thing about pride is the kids who are in the same space that I was in 15 years ago. When I go to pride events, when I turn on my TV and I see queer trans characters, I know that even the kids who are being raised in the church that I was raised in, who are having some of the same experiences, these things are becoming so ubiquitous that they will even reach them, that they'll turn on the TV and their parents won't be able to keep them away from every queer thing that's there. They won't be able to keep them from hearing about the pride festivals that are happening, about the church services like this. It is gonna be become so celebratory and so ubiquitous that even those kids will have examples and words and language to talk about their experiences, to know that they're not wrong, to know who they can be, to have possibility models. That's why we have to have pride, and that's why pride is important to me, because I don't want kids today 
or any other generation after them to go through what me and my friends went through, or God forbid, what the generations before us went through. They built the way for us to have what we have now, and we have to build the way for them to have even better than what we do. So that's what pride means to me. It means paving a better way and a better future so that those kids never have to go through what I went through. And they won't, because we went to Pride on Friday and there were so many kids there and they were so happy and they got to have flags with their identities on them. And that means everything. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm sorry that I was scattered, but uh, I appreciate it all the same. So hi, I'm Melissa Goldman. My pronouns are she, they. And when I started thinking about today's topic, what pride means to me, I realized I would need to share this confession with you. For a long time, I was over Pride Month and festivals and even rainbows. Uh, for years, I attended out of, out of a sense of obligation and the idea that it should be fun. I mean, Washington, D.C. had a huge festival with the U.S. Capitol in the background. Can you ask for better symbolism than that? And Toronto's celebration had lots of family activities, and my wife and I had a toddler. He loved the trains, just like we had at home. And, and then Santa Fe, the city different, home to one of the highest per capita populations of same-sex couples. But I can sum up all of them with the same three words, hot, overcrowded, loud. <laughs> Not really my thing or anyone in my family, so we called it good. Nothing against those who got into pride, but it wasn't for me. And then in 2018, Friends of Los Alamos Pride formed and announced the first Pride Festival. At this point, I was teaching at the high school and a sponsor of our GSA, the Genders and Sexualities Alliance, and I knew I wanted my students and kids in the community in general to see that the adults around them care. So I signed up for a booth and made a GSA sign, bought some sidewalk chalk, enlisted the help of our then GSA president, hi Nora, and set off for the Fuller Lodge lawn. It's sort of like the universe acknowledged my previous complaints. It was a kind of rainy day, although it stopped in time for the festival. It was cool. We had a good turnout, but there was still room to move and the sound wasn't overwhelming. More than all of that, however, it was kind of magical. Interacting with so many youth and families Older students sharing their experiences and advice with some of the younger ones who approached my table so tentatively. Depending on which illusion you want to go with, you could say my frozen heart melted or it grew three sizes that day. Um, or maybe I just needed to see pride at work in a community where I directly know so many people and get to see how much these moments do for them. One of the side effects of having a pride booth in the summer is that I ended up with more and more pride-themed items. Um, 
And since I had already been posting some LGBTQ plus related items in my classroom, I expanded my GSA section. I posted flyers from different organizations, book lists, pronoun pins. I got a little holder for the various mini pride flags that I had. And that area was full of rainbows. And then the rainbows started to make their way to other places in my classroom, like a rainbow lay wrapped around my document camera right there up front. Um, so three years ago, at the beginning of a new school year in one of my Latin One classes, I had a group of ninth graders sitting in the middle front of the classroom. And I could tell they had noticed all the LGBTQ plus stuff. And eventually, one of them asked me, do you like rainbows or something? <laughs> I paused, probably just a second or two, but a lot went through my head in that time. I mean, rainbows weren't really my thing. Mostly they were in my classroom because LGBTQ plus stuff tends to have rainbows on it. And the other rainbows were just extending that support further. But also, I was pretty sure that was what the student really wanted to know about. And I think I had heard a whisper from that group of ninth graders. She has my flag. And I thought about the magic of our pride festivals. So do you like rainbows or something? I answered honestly, yes, I do like rainbows. I also have a lot of rainbows because I'm a sponsor of our Genders and Sexualities Alliance. A nod, message received. So what does pride mean to me? Our pride festival, pride week, pride month are so much about the freedom to say, this is who I am, whether for the first or millionth time. And to be seen and accepted by those around us. It's an opportunity to connect and see just how much we are not alone, just how much we belong. But pride is more than that and cannot, should not be contained to a single part of the calendar. It's a student walking into a classroom in August, seeing rainbows and thinking, I'm safe here. It's Rainbow Day this past November when the GSA handed out buttons, ribbons, and stickers and nearly ran out. It's me starting a dance class in January, seeing the rainbow We Have Pride sign on the wall and feeling tension I didn't even know I was carrying release. Pride is that magic that happens when we are welcomed in for exactly who we are in that moment even if we don't have it all figured out, even if we don't match others' expectations, especially if we don't. There are a lot of people in this room who have helped create pride this week and throughout the year, and I wanna say thank you. And this is not just an empty platitude. You are making a difference beyond what you can know. I, I promise you that. My ask of you is that you remember this feeling, this sense of community and love, hold it tight, and then whenever you can, unleash its magic. Thank you.
Please join me in our responsive reading. Your part is in italics. In the face of hate, in the face of exclusion, in the face of homophobia, in the face of racism, in the face of xenophobia, in the face of misogyny, in the face of demagoguery, in the face of religious intolerance, in the face of narrow nationalism, in the face of bigotry, in the face of despair. As Unitarian Universalists, we answer the call of love now more than ever. Hello, happy Pride and happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day, it's so nice to be here. And you all made me cry, <laughs> thank you. Um, just wanna say fathers are important and uh, just take a moment to remember that in the US, due to systemic racism, there are so many who are, will not celebrate with their fathers today because they are in prison. Hi, my name is Dave Height, and this is my wife, Tara. And we're part of a local group called Showing Up for Racial Justice, or SURGE. SURGE is a national network of groups and individuals working to undermine white supremacy and to work toward racial justice. There are hundreds of chapters across the country, and we're, we are in the Northern New Mexico chapter. We wanted to tell you about an indigenous solidarity opportunity. One of the groups that we've been working with together is called Nihi Keba. Nihi Keba is a mutual aid group, a collective of indigenous folks working in Diné Bekeya, which is the Navajo Nation. Uh, they're helping those in need and helping heal the land. Nihi Keba is building a sustainable off-grid community center and ceremonial hogan. This building project is part of a bigger vision that encompasses an array of regenerative activities that help support organizers, strengthen community resilience through the development of both organizing and physical infrastructure, and help our Diné relatives connect with ancestral ways of life. Our family was out um, helping support a straw bale building workshop a couple of weeks ago, and we had a great time. And we're having another solidary work party over the 4th of July weekend, or 4th of July, and would like to invite all of you. We're also in need of support for fundraising and gathering supplies. Any way you can help would be greatly appreciated. And we also have a longer presentation that we were able to give last week, and we would love to give again. We have a slideshow and talk about the differences between charity and solidarity work and have more details about Surge and Hikeba. So please join us whenever we get to schedule that again. And please talk to us after the service to get more information about Surge. Uh, we have an upcoming, tomorrow night there's an unlearning group which I could tell you about. 
and also learn about Nihike Ba and ways you can get involved. So thank you. <laughs>